Okay, folks, it's here. Valence episode one, pros and cons, is out now. You can listen to it. Please, please listen to it. The podcast we've been working so hard on for so long is in full swing. And I feel weird. This week on Scoring Magic, I want to reflect a little give some thanks, and tell you all about what it feels like to have gotten this far. But first, some housekeeping. This time it's about scoring magic, not valence. This is the last full-length episode of Scoring Magic for this season. Now that Valence is being released, Scoring Magic is going to keep to the same schedule every other Saturday, alternating with Valence, but we're going to hop down to little mini-episodes. Sometimes these will be reflections on the most recent episode of Valence, and sometimes they'll be something we wanted to cover in the first season of Scoring Magic that we didn't have time for, or that didn't quite merit a full episode. So don't worry, we're not going away. We're just going to have shorter episodes for a little while. Now on to some thoughts on Valence. A few months ago, back when I was still working at my day job, I spent a lot of time moping with Katie and Anne about not being able to spend the Valence release weekend with them. They both live back east, and I am out here in Phoenix, where I'm very far away from just about everyone. At the time, it just seemed too expensive, too superfluous, and too difficult to manage with my vacation time. Little did I know that Katie and and my own husband, Zach, are heart criminals, and they had been scheming. While working one day, Katie and Anne messaged me that they had a surprise and to let them know when I could take a second to call them. What? What? It's a gift for you. And for us also. <laughs> what? What? Uh, how? Look at this. What? <laughs> we schemed and and we had a co-conspirator. Is this why Zach was asking me if I had vacation time? <laughs> <laughs> and why I was asking for your birthday? Uh-huh. Because I needed it to book the ticket. <laughs> We did. I get to come see you. Yeah, for to see the dates. Yeah. Uh huh. So we're all gonna be together for the valence release. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. I'm like literally tearing up right now. (laughs) Yeah. Makeup waterproof. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Oh my god, I love you both. And it's also okay. You were gonna yell at us. It's also easier than us flying out to Arizona and cheaper. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. Okay, I have to go because I have to prep for this meeting now. Yeah, I love you both. Okay, I love you. Okay, bye. Wow, bye. Wow, bye. (laughs) So last weekend, I flew across the country to be with some of my best friends in the world while we awaited the episode drop. 
On Saturday, Sweet Joshie and Alex took the train down from the city to New Jersey to hug us and to listen to the first three episodes, and also to goof and goof and goof. Very, it was very straight laced mm-hmm. and like professional. And finally, I was like, "Y'all can like chill." Yeah, like, <laughs> we can. Go put this back with a drop and a half. That was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I tried to make it clear by the fact that there were two sips in this glass yeah. that it was dead. Uh, but no one did a listen of me. <laughs> Liam to Liam, who put this back? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I Liam's in a foot. Of course you did that. You always do something. Yeah. <laughs> now I drink rosé for to have full drink. I am glad oh, yeah. that some that already people are team hug the boy, even if I am not. Hurt the boy. Hurt the boy. Hurt the boy. Did you see how I reacted with the letters. Yes, it was so good. I was sitting here watching the letters pop up, like cackling, and I was like, "What are you going to spell out?" And I saw the H pop up, and I was like. I'm very proud of myself, and I was like, where is this going? (laughs) It was great. (sighs) Yeah. Who had that glitter? Yes. (laughs) Oh, gentle listener. Hughouse only drinks wine with edible glitter in it. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. We are, and I cannot stress this enough, the worst. (laughs) So far, Hughouse is about... Glitter. um, Glitter and Laura (gasps) Dunn. Look at that. That's great. Yeah. That's okay. a great combo. It is. <laughs> when, when Glitter and Laura Dern, ideal. Yes. Yes. Wow. Laura Dern. Well, also my mother has a crush on Laura Dern, and it's really like, weird. Kept Who kept saying Laura mm-hmm. Return? It's, it's so good. Awful, He's and it's climbing perfect. the bridge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this house is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't so know about the origins of Hug House, right? Everything. No. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, oh shit. One of y'all told me. I'm pretty sure. Well, let us let us regale Yashua. Re- yeah, oh. regale. I also love to be regaled. Story time. Okay, so it's funny because I almost never actually interacted with the Hug House because yes, Simka true. and the Wednesday crew were off doing their own shit. Yeah. But it okay. So in Monster of the in the Monster of the Week game that involved these NPCs, uh, Liam and Alex and who else? Or was it just Me. them? Annabelle lived with them. It was Annabelle? Because Annabelle, Annabelle was my had roommate the first, you shitbag. Yeah, I, Annabelle was Simka's roommate first, but I got a Annabelle got a protected. What? Well, they uh, track her, so they had to be in a protected area. And not great. So not that great. on the whole ass fucking dorm. No. Yeah. So, so, so Liam and Alex, who in the show is now Flynn, uh, lived off campus in this house, which we then somehow began to jokingly refer to as the Hug House. Because it was like so off-brand for Liam, but also not at because all. Because it was mm-hmm. in this house, Flynn and Annabelle, who are like very cuddly and like friendly people, and then living with Liam. Yeah. And but also Liam kept adopting everyone. He did. He kept adopting everyone, and everyone was, like, always staying at this house. Is is Liam just, like, was he ever a person's character, or was he, he was always an just an NPC? He was yeah. an NPC in Monster of the Week. Uh-huh. He was... I did play him in D&D. That's where he came Will's from. He was Will's character in D&D. <laughs> in a D&D that John ran. Yeah. Oh, in a D&D okay. campaign that John ran. Nico was... Finn movie. was Criven. Yes. <laughs> who John played. Yeah. Who was a and very horny demon prince. Yes. Of course. That checks. So John yeah. originated the role of Nico and is yeah. now playing him I'm again. I'm so proud. That's it's what he deserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. But I think... Who coined the term Hug House? Was that you or was that uh, Ross? And then the episode was out. And people were responding and they liked it. 
on the first day we got 277 listens and as of recording this on january 16th 2020 we have 544 listens for episode one and 1484 listens for valence overall which feels like a lot and should feel really good and a lot of people have been saying good things which should feel really good but scoring magic isn't just about talking ourselves up it's also about being real and if i'm being real right now I mostly just feel kind of weird. Um, weird and vulnerable and terrified and unfortunately kind of unsatisfied. Uh, and I, I hate saying that. It's really embarrassing to say. I feel like I should just be stoked and grateful. And it's embarrassing to admit that that isn't the full truth. Yeah, I don't know if I'm happy. It's weird. And I feel very, very vulnerable about it. Like, it's... I'm really proud of episode one, and I think that it's great. But it's so consumable now. Yeah. And it's very weird for me. Right, because it's always been something that, like, just you have had for yourself and, like, a few close people that you've allowed in to experience the story. Right, like a handful of people. Right. And even then, like, I think the only person other than y'all who read all of the books I think it was like Zach and Amber (laughs) like yeah like that's it Mm -hmm. um it's very weird it's very very weird and it makes me nervous and I have already found myself to be more vulnerable to criticism than I expected right um we did get a tweet that was like nice did have some I will say constructive criticism um, I did not want it. <laughs> and not in that... Not in that way. Not in that, uh, medium. It wasn't, it wasn't the place for it. It wasn't the place for it. Um, but I, I think that it's also maybe unfair to expect that people would know that. You know, I don't know. Um, but I did find myself a little, like, oh, fuck you about it. <laughs> like, hey, we're doing our best. Fuck you. We did say, okay, name. Yeah, we did several <laughs> times. Two- I'm not used to caring what people think about my art. For sure. Mostly because it's like always just been me. And like I don't I don't mm-hmm. care. I make my art for me. Right. But there's so many other people involved here. And so I do care about it mm-hmm. because it's not just mine, it's ours. And which is weird because when I wrote the scripts, I still wrote them for me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like dealing with the repercussions, but I don't think the script is bad. It's just, it's all just, it's a tangle. It's a, it's a feelings tangle. Yeah. I have, I have weird feelings about it because I didn't write it and I didn't act in it. So I'm coming at it from like a totally different angle from like the creative side because I right. wasn't like I'm creative consultant and I'm on the team and stuff, but mm-hmm. I didn't have a direct hand in most of the creation except some like script editing. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel nervous about it. Like, right. Right. So I'm just like, how do I feel? I don't know. I'm just like, chill. That's good. It just is because like I didn't right. have a direct hand in it. So I'm right. sure like, okay, real quick. We mentioned something here called Hexadeck, which if you're a Patreon supporter, you already know what that is. And if you're not, well, you'll find out soon enough. Like when 
the stuff with Hexadeck comes out, like, I'll be much more self-conscious about that because I'm one of the main actors in the first episode. Right. So, like, that, how people see that affects me. And how people see Scoring Magic, like, yeah. I feel more. But yeah. with this, I'm like, it's It's weird because Hexadeck... Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure it's just, like, a percentages thing. Right. But Hexadeck got, once we shared it with patrons, got such immediate, overwhelmingly positive feedback. That's true, yeah. <laughs> like, people really <laughs> fucking love it. Yeah. And with this, it's, people really like it. We got, like, a little bit of, of, of feedback, which I think was fair and valid. Um, but because so many more people have listened to it, I want... More. More. <laughs> I just want, and I I know this from like, from being in art scenes and cause like, so for instance, when I, when I put up my chat book, um, I made 50 copies and all of those copies went out to people. Okay. And I only ever heard back from like maybe five people. Okay. And that's it. I don't know that like most people aren't prone to just say like, Hey, I listened and I like it. Yeah. You right. know, like they're, they're just going to listen to mm-hmm. it, but I want them to tell me, <laughs> and I want them to tell me that they liked oh, it. Who the fuck gave us a one star rate? He found it. We have one, one star rating on Apple podcast now. Of course. And I mean, like, like I've talked about, we should anticipate that because, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I am a divisive figure. <laughs> yep. Um, to many people. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. So we should anticipate that. Um, but also, fuck that guy. But also, fuck that guy. And also, this is annoying. Um, <laughs> grow yeah. up, actually. Grow up, actually. But now I feel stupid for saying that because I'm, I'm literally a critic. And I know. So but if you're going to give something... A one-star review, write why. Right. I would never give something... I would never give something that low a rating anywhere, like, publicly. If I did, I would write why. But even then, I'm, I would just rather spend my time writing about things that I like. hmm I don't know. I don't know. I feel weird. I feel weird. I feel weird. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Weird hissing noise. Weird hissing noise. I'm actually protective of it. Yeah, see? <laughs> see? <laughs> but I think that's because I know everyone involved and you guys are in it. So I right. Somebody, I see a one star, I'm like, no, yeah. no way. It's mu- you can't be mean to it. These people did so much work. We did so much work. We did so much work. <laughs> She's like, you know it doesn't deserve a one star. It doesn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. It deserves at least a two. <laughs> deserves at least a two. A one is just, nobody gives you a one star rating unless they're just fucking asshole. Right. Like, mm-hmm. that's just an asshole move. Yeah. You deserve at least a two. At least a two. Whatever. Okay, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Liam thinks deserves one star. Yeah. <laughs> Liam says, ew, this is about me. Gross. Gross. It's <laughs> yucky. Ew. <laughs> yucky. 
Ew, that is goo. <laughs> It's weird for me to realize that I do want people to like my art. It's weird to realize how vulnerable I feel against criticism when criticism is literally my job. And it's weird to be telling all of you all of this. But in the days since I've come back and thanks to like 12 hours of sleep, things have started to feel more real. It started to hit me just how proud I am of all of this. Um, I still feel weird and I still feel nervous and really vulnerable and I don't know if I have the capability to feel satisfied with anything ever anyway. Um, but what I do feel is really grateful to everyone who has helped me get here. So I just want to take some time to say some thanks. First. I want to say thank you to Zach, my husband, who has been here for me in way too many ways to count or say or even really fathom. <laughs> he was there for me when Liam was first built as a character. He was there for me telling me that maybe Liam shouldn't only have lightning spells in our D&D campaign, even though I completely ignored him. He was there for me when I did NaNoWriMo, when I wanted to quit writing, when I took complete chunks out of days to keep writing, and when I tried to get rid of copies of Stable when it was completed. He was there making duplicate copies of it and hiding them in high up places I couldn't reach, just in case. And he's been there for me every step of making the podcast. Reading scripts, listening to drafts, walking me through every decision and frustration that I've overthought. And he's been there for me when, like Liam, my mental health has taken nosedives so sharp I can hardly function. I don't know what I'd do without him, and Valence wouldn't be what it is without him by my side. I love you. Next, I want to thank my therapist, because like, come on, if you are in a position to go to therapy, I really cannot recommend it highly enough, especially if you find a therapist as killer as Kathy Ann. If there is one thing you should take away from Valence, it's therapy good, actually. And of course, Anna and Katie. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for helping make my art what it's supposed to be. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for pushing me when I needed to be pushed. Thank you for not letting me give up. Thank you for understanding me. Thank you for being goofy in exactly the same way as me. And thank you for sticking with me through all of this. I know it hasn't been easy. Um, and I'm really honored to know that I'm worth that patience from you. You're both family. You are siblings to me, like Liam and Flynn are siblings, and I love you both so much. Thank you to Julia, who understands this world and what it feels like so well. Thank you for taking my absolute mess of synesthesia experiences and turning them into actual sounds. Thank you for your patience and your guidance and your friendship and the many, many times you've helped me feel more confident and understood and really held through this process. And thank you to all of our actors who will be receiving personalized notes of thanks when this episode goes live. 
I was gonna write them all out, but then there were so many of you, and I wanted to thank each of you for so much, and then it took so long, and the episode was already really long, and also I kept crying. So, long story short, thank you all for caring about this story. That means so much to me. Thank you all for your patience, your dedication, your willingness to improvise and be weird, your genuine understanding of your characters, and your buck-wild amount of talent. But thank you all for becoming part of this family, too. And thank you for being such wonderful friends. I love you all. And thank you to me. We really got this far, my guy. We really did it, and that's something to be really proud of. Good job. Listeners, thanks for coming with us on this journey of the first real season of Scoring Magic, and... I hope you like the first season of Valence. I really like it, and I hope you do too. Scoring Magic is a Hug House production. You can find more about our other projects and information on podcast consultations at hughouse.productions. You can find more information on Valence by going to valencepod.com.